Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Bloom. Before I get started, I have a very special and young guest with me today, Miss Hayden McLean-Reed. Hayden, can you tell everybody hi? Hi. Hayden wanted to be on the podcast today just for a little bit. What did you want to talk about? I just ran up. Say that I got a new baby doll at Santa's Toys. It comes with a milk cup and a a diaper and a passy here, right here. She got a new baby doll and it comes with a milk cup and a passy. And you're teaching it to do what? Potty on the toilet. Yep, she's teaching it to go pee pee on the potty. So right. that you you. Okay, anything you want to say before you hop off? You tell everybody bye. Mom, I don't want to get off the podcast. You don't? You want to keep talking? Yeah. Okay. All so, right. it's just that I just like to be on the podcast a lot of the days. And you know that baby's playing with the Azure. And okay. And it's owning. Okay. Can you tell everybody, say, go live your life in bloom? Go love your wife and bloom. All right. Love you, hey, hey. Love you, mama. All right. Welcome back. I've got another episode here with you today. I'm really excited about diving into some of this conversation with you. It's been something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I think that this can serve as a good reminder for all of us that um, it's something we certainly should be mindful of, and it's not anything that I'm exempt from. I catch myself doing it from time to time. I feel like I've been explaining it more and more to my daughters, and I thought that we'll just come on, and this will be something that we can talk about. Hopefully, it'll make you stop and think next time as well. We've all heard the saying, more than meets the eye, right? In its simple definition, it means more to something than there appears to be at first. And so I'm looking at this in the sense of seeing things on the outside and assuming that that's all they are, just as they appear, surface level. So when you encounter someone on the street, in a store, at your office, at school, in your neighborhood, whatever that might be, what do you notice about them? Do you get to know them or do you assume things about them and their life based on what you see? So let's talk about the times that we get hung up on how someone looks, the way they act, the way they think, what their hair looks like, what type of clothes they wear, how many piercings they have, type of car they drive, type of music they listen to. I mean, the list can go on and on. Whatever it might be, There's so many things that we can do to categorize people, but how many times do we let these appearances or labels get in our way of really getting to know someone and give them a chance? Appearance here is an easy example because it's the first thing that most people notice. Without even realizing it, our mind is telling us to. What about the other boxes that we put people in based on the color of their skin? Which school they go to? Which church they go to or don't go to? How often do those thoughts get in the way? For me, I'm a boxer, not a Rocky Balboa boxer, but a boxer of things of likeness. It's neat. It's organized, but it's also detrimental. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about passing judgment. It's probably going to step on a few toes, but that's okay. We're all learning here together. We've all done it, but I'm working on it. And maybe you're working on it too. 
So I hope at the end of this episode that this conversation makes you pause and just react differently. The next time that you start to pass judgment on someone else, I hope it inspires you to act and be more open to others and see beyond just the initial perception of what you see on the outside. I hope it causes you to have more compassion on others when they need it most. And I hope it makes you want to step outside of your comfort zone and take action. Because you see, it's easier to judge someone than it is to understand them, isn't it? It's easier to go on our merry little way than it is to take time to get to know someone new and what makes them unique. It's safe. It's what we know. We like it here. And besides, that would take too much time. And I don't have time to get to know someone new because remember, I'm busy. But when we judge someone, we actually create division. We put up walls and classify types of people by compartmentalizing what is like us and what is not, and then organize that into neat little cubbies in our mind. So let's think about it when we were growing up. Let's start there. We were innocently taught that girls don't get dirty or don't like to hunt. And bow and arrows? No. Girls are supposed to play with Barbies and baby dolls. Completely innocent, right? But we start shaping our children at the beginning of how to see themselves and how to see others. Our oldest loves to hunt with her dad. And I know it's a special bond that the two of them have together, but I'm pretty sure that nothing makes him more proud than when he gets to say that his daughter has smoked a bigger turkey than he has. And someday I'm going to tell you the story about him cooking that turkey that she killed. I'm going to save that for another episode. Maybe I'll let them tell it together. But what I'm realizing is that having kids will really teach you a lot. And it will also teach you that you know absolutely nothing. And as I'm raising my girls, I catch myself saying things and immediately retracting them because I want them to experience all types of things and be exposed to people and things without bias. I want them to choose for themselves without wanting to choose what mom and dad think they should. If they want to wear John Deere work boots to walk outside in the mud puddles instead of the cute polka dot ones I bought at Target, go for it. If they want black nail polish instead of pink on their toes, black it is. I want them to know it's okay to be different. It's okay to go against what everybody thinks you should do. Sometimes we get vanilla and sometimes we get Neapolitan. And I used to not like Neapolitan at all. And I remember at birthday parties, my mom would always buy Neapolitan because she would say, there's something for everyone. I literally like vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry all individually, but I never liked it together. I didn't like it all mixed until probably about a year or two ago. Anytime I was offered Neapolitan ice cream, I would just decline. And I know it seems strange, but I think we as humans do this with other people sometimes too. I like you by yourself, but I don't like you mixed in this group. Right now, one of my daughters has an imaginary boyfriend. She's obviously too young for a boyfriend. She's four, but um, his name is Jason and he has orange skin because her favorite color is orange. So makes sense, right? And as she's telling me about Jason, my other two daughters are waiting to see my reaction when they see what she tells me, what he looks like. They're waiting to see if I can laugh and they've got little snickers and their corners of their mouth are turned up and they're waiting to see if I think that this is weird and what my response is going to be to her. But I listen as she tells me about Jason and I don't think it's weird at all. I think he sounds really nice because they get to play outside, they go on bike rides and he shares his cookies with her. What's so funny about that? And Jason, if you're listening, I like cookies too. And my favorite is Party Bomb for my girl, Molly's Mixins. But just because someone is different than us 
doesn't make them weird. It's not something to laugh about. It just means they were made to stand out differently than you. That's it. Different is good. It's okay. I have to be careful how I respond and react because my children are watching me. I have to be careful because I'm also teaching them how they respond to others and whether or not they're accepting of someone who is different than them. They're looking to me for guidance. They're looking to their father and those who have influence on them for guidance. And I know that if I want to create impact, it starts right inside my home. How boring would this world be if we were all the same? How different would our past and our future be if we all thought the same way? And how beautiful would the world around us be if we were all a little bit more accepting of everyone rather than quickly passing judgment without even knowing their true self? Are you growing the same types of flowers in your garden? Do they all look the same? Do they all grow the same height? Are they all the same color? Or is it a wildflower mix? I get it. It's safe and it's comfortable when everything is the same. We know each other. We understand each other. We get along. We know what to expect. But when you throw yourself into a mixed group, you don't know what you're going to get. You can't anticipate what's next. And it's going to require an investment on your part to get to know and understand and appreciate someone that's different than you. But that's where the growth happens. That's where real change can happen. This doesn't happen when we're all the same and not evolving and only surrounding ourselves with people and opinions that are just like ours. We need different. Do you think most of us stick with it because we know it's easy and we like it in the comfort zone? I've really been trying to ask myself that a lot lately. When I look around my table, are the people like me or are they different? Are they my age? Are they younger? Are they older? Are there men and women, different races and different religions present? What am I learning from them? What is the conversation like? We are so critical of others right now. I hear people complain about lack of service at a restaurant, in a store, just service in general. I think it's hard to find good work right now. And I think most businesses are short-staffed and they're really just doing the best that they can. But it's easy for us to complain. It's easy for us to pass judgment. But let's just assume that everybody is doing their best, okay? Let's be a little bit more gentler and kinder and give people the benefit of the doubt that maybe they're working as fast as they can and give them some grace. Maybe say a little prayer instead of complaining about them. Not only will it bless them, but it will ease your frustration as well. And hopefully it'll bless you. My daughters have been begging me to dye their hair. We went into a salon one time to get their hair cut and they saw, you know, the biolage or however you say it, you know, they had pretty orange tint and they begged and begged, can we please get our hair done? I said, when school's over and you're on summer break, we'll get your hair dyed. But when COVID happened, we were staying at home. So a little bit sooner than we expected, I said, let's go ahead and do it. They researched and read about dyeing your hair with Kool-Aid. If you're thinking about dyeing your hair with Kool-Aid, please know that it does not come out. It's permanent. I wish they would make a root beer Kool-Aid that would be brown enough to cover my gray hair permanently. That would be amazing. But when they dyed it, it was bright red and purple. It was loud and bold, and it definitely made a statement. And they loved it. They were so excited to show it off and rock their new hairdo. They were expressing themselves in a creative way. And while some thought it was awesome, there were just as many that didn't. I would catch myself trying to shield them from comments or stares when I could, 
but something as simple as Kool-Aid is a good time to teach your daughters a valuable lesson in life. Had the opportunity to explain to them that your decisions in life won't be for everyone. And they don't have to be for everybody to understand. Not everybody's going to like purple hair. Sometimes people in the pew in front of you or in the line at the grocery store, they're going to stare. Not everybody's going to understand the choices you make, and that's okay. But what's not okay is to let anyone stifle your sense of self-expression and creativity with their opinions that hold you back. It's not okay to conform to the likeness of others on the outside because of how someone expects girls, boys, men, women should think, look, and act. Because what's more important than how you look is what's on the inside and how you treat people. I know this is a small example. I've given lots of small examples today. But it may be something so minute now that has the ability to shape their view of their future self later in life and whether or not they choose to conform or they choose to stand out. Do we want to teach our children to be themselves and let go of what society tells them that they should be? I do. I'm working on it. I'm trying to do that right now. But what about the kid in their classroom that learns differently than they do? Maybe they're in a wheelchair and have special needs and have special modifications in school. This is our opportunity to show them how to be inclusive and accepting of other people who's different than they are. Are we going to show them how to be kinder, more accepting, more open to someone or something that is different than they are? Are we going to teach them to look the other way? Because that's not the sandbox we play in. Let's wake up and realize that small, meaningless comments and actions are impactful, both negatively and positively. One word can turn something around and shape someone's life forever. Let's talk about that when someone passes judgment on you. How many times have you been on the receiving end of someone else's judgment? It's not fun, is it? A lot of times when someone judges us, we have to realize that it's not about you, but it's about their own insecurities and limitations, not yours. There's a quote by Abraham Hicks that says, people will love you, people will hate you, and none of it will have anything to do with you. Sit with that for a minute. It's not about you. It's about them. A lot of times people think they know everything about your entire life story when they've only walked in on one chapter of it. They see a glimpse of who you are at your best or at your worst. And you have to remember that those chapters don't define you. They tell the stories of your life, but it's a tiny sliver that builds on a greater story of who you really are. How many times have you walked in on someone else's chapter and thought you know everything about them, or at least feel like you have them pegged? I'm guilty of it. The odds of me even knowing everything that there is to know about most of the people around me is probably not as much as I think I know. So what makes me any more qualified to start judging the lives of those I know nothing about? There's a painting by one of my very good friends, Peter O'Neill, and Peter is a world-renowned artist, but more than that, he's an amazing person. He and his wife, Noelle, have become like family to us, and one of my favorite paintings that he has done is of a beggar asleep on a bench outside of a church, and it's titled, He Sleeps Among Us, and it almost moves me to tears when I see it because I'm reminded that Jesus could be anywhere. He could be that deaf lady asking for money, even though you're convinced it's a scam. He could be the kid that everyone picks on and bullies. He could be the lonely man across the street that no one goes to visit and everybody ignores. How many times do we walk past the person whose clothes are dirty, 
who hasn't showered. We have to explain to our kids why they're going through the trash can. How many times do we overlook someone because they're not like us? I've judged the person in the parking lot of a hospital before coming in like a hot mess, only to realize that when I get to my dad's room, she's his favorite nurse. She's a single mom who works two jobs so that she can provide for her kids. She has her neighbor who helps her out because she can't be there in the afternoon when her kids get off the bus. Her parents get to tuck her kids in bed at night and say their prayers with them, even though she wants to be there so badly. But to me, 30 minutes prior, I saw a woman throwing her clothes on in the car, shoving stuff in her purse as she hopped out, running through the parking lot because she's almost late for her shift, trying to fix her hair as we rode up the elevator together, put on her name badge. I saw a woman who didn't have it together, and I thought, wow, she can't even take care of herself. How is she supposed to take care of her patients? I judged her because in that moment, it was easier for me to do that than offer compassion. I was wrong, very wrong, because seeing how she cared for my dad and took time to get to know him was nothing short of exceptional. And when she met me, you know what she did? She told me all about myself. She told me all the things that she knew and how the things that my dad had told her, and he couldn't wait to find out if we were having a girl or a boy. And he talks about my job and all the things that my husband and I are doing, how many children I have. And how he was so proud of me. Talk about having it all wrong. I ate the biggest piece of humble pie right in that moment. That's what happens when we stop at surface and we try and judge a book by its cover. That's what we think when we think we see and we have it all figured out. I think it's time to start seeing past the surface and let's get to know others for who they truly are rather than what we see or perceive them to be on the outside. Let's stop putting people in boxes and categorizing them based on what's easy for us to decide. Let's get out of our comfort zone and get to know people for who they truly are. Take time and make an investment in others. Because when we only see what's on the outside, we miss out on so much more. We miss out on who that person really is. We miss out on friendships, relationships, experiences to open ourselves up to someone who may look, think, and act differently than we do. Try it. Start with your family. Start at your office, your gym, your church. Sit at different tables. I can promise you the conversation will be different and you'll be better because of it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.